Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Giannis and Wemby, they went back and forth in what was easily one of the most entertaining games of the entire season. But it was what the Greek freak said about the French phenom afterward that's raising some eyebrows. Plus, Nick star Julius Randle, he joins the show to talk about why New York does not need another superstar to contend in the East. And, man, I just I hope he called bank here. Is the Warriors season doomed after Nikola Jokic did this to them? My goodness. Jokic has it. Clock takes. Got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh! It's good! Jokic got it off in time! And the Nuggets win it! Welcome into NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Kendrick Perkins, Malika Andrews. The Golden State Warriors perk. They had a 99.6% chance to win this thing with just under seven minutes left. What happened? Uh, well, I had a 99.6% chance of actually winning my pick because I picked the Golden State <laughs> yeah, Warriors. That's right. But in the great words of Rudy T., the legendary coach of the Houston Rockets, yep. when they won the championship, never underestimate the heart of a champion. Mm. And that's what the Nuggets showed last night. You absolutely cannot. Here's the deal. Teams were 214-1 and when leading by 18 or more points at any point in the fourth quarter. That was the story for Golden State. But then Nikola Jokic happened, Perk. Absolutely. And look, he did it in all fashions, using himself as a screener, making sure he go down in the paint and dominate down low, getting to the free throw line, just doing what he do best. Look, Euro step, finding Michael Porter Jr. with confidence as usual, hitting offensive glass. Aaron Gordon was a beast last night. Gets this one down to single digits. Then, under two minutes to play here, Peyton Watson nails the three from the corner. 19 points off the bench for Watson, and the Nuggets cut the lead to four. And then once again, who do you want to have the ball in his hands? Nikola Jokic finding Aaron Gordon. Just a beautiful possession there. And then Nikola Jokic, is this... It's daddy ball. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say tomato, tomato chips, chest. daddy ball, whatever you want to call it. He got to his spot. I'm still working on the definition there, but that looks like it to me. And then Steph Curry throws the ball away here. The Nuggets, they would call a timeout. And this is the point where I was saying, ah, it's probably going to overtime. Nikola Jokic, he said not so fast. The shot clock is expiring. He pulls up over Kavon Looney, and he gets this one to go. I don't know if I've ever seen Nikola Jokic show that kind of emotion. Well, we saw it last night. <laughs> we saw it last night. And look. It was in rhythm. It Denver was in rhythm. Comes all the way back to win 130-127. Jokic has 34 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. Did you call your shot? Did you call glass on that? My friend, I'm happy. <laughs> These games all come down to the wire, it feels like for us this year. And um, we've we've probably lost four or five that we should have won. Maybe we've won one or two that we uh, shouldn't have, but um, yeah, these are these are gut punches for sure. When you lose hope, like we're not there. Um, when you lose hope in yourself as a team, that's when the conversation changes. We're not there. It's just 
It's frustrating because you do play the what-if game and oh, we could be 21 and 13 right now. Even with the record we are now, we know we can compete. Senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski is here with us alongside our senior writers Brian Windhorst and Zach Lowe. There is so much to sift through here. I was wondering, is this, is this the worst Golden State loss of the season is what I was asking myself. They have blown four 18-point leads this season, Brian. What, what, what are your impressions? What are your takeaways from watching that? Well, I was taken aback by the Nuggets in this game because this, <laughs> was, a, be. this was a team that, you know, they could have given up on this game. It, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but they've been playing really good basketball. They haven't gotten a lot of attention because they don't ask for a lot of attention. This was like a walk-off win. Like, you know, you hear that, you see that in baseball. That's what this was. They had to walk off the court, and, and they were celebrating at, like, home plate. And they've now won six in a row on the road, 11 of 13 overall. And what impressed me about this, they gave up a huge third quarter run. They got outscored by 20 points in the third quarter. How many times have the Warriors done that to teams over the last decade? Yeah. Knocked them out. This team doesn't get knocked out. And that was what I took away from this game. The Nuggets are still as strong as they've ever been. You know what? We have a lot of conversations about all-time greats, MVPs, what coaches ranks. And we put Steve Kerr in this all-time great for as a coach, right, because of the dynasty and the run and things to that nature. But I'm hesitant and reluctant to say that he's not an all-time great. And he's been showing that time and time again. Okay, yes, he has won championships, but he has Kevin Durant. He has Steph Curry. We talk arguably two of the greatest players to ever touch the damn basketball. Steve Kerr record without Steph Curry is like 64 and 103, which is terrible. But last night, what I saw outside of Murray and Jokic cooking the, uh, the Golden State Warriors, I saw Aaron Gordon go for 30. And majority of those points were in the paint. Why am I looking at Aaron Gordon? Because you bench your young guy in Jonathan Kaminga, 19 minutes. He had 16, 4, and 4, was playing great basketball. You got to match athleticism with athleticism. And what Steve Kerr has is he has a, uh, what's the word? A don, uh, 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 abandonment problem. Yeah, abandonment issues. That's what he has. He's a, he abandons his young players from growing. Like, you have to let them grow. Greg Popovich then, then went through the process of letting young players grow and letting them turn out to be great players. And even if that was in other situations, DeJounte Murray. Derek White, right? Like, you got to develop these young players. And Steve Kerr, from time and time again, continuously to go away from the process of these young players. And that's what cost them last night. Zach, do you think that's what cost them? Well, first of all, did we just get a, a, an impromptu perk word of the day there? That, yeah. was, very, that was very exciting. Well, I appreciate Second it, Second of all, you got it, Perk. Mm -hmm. He is playing Brandon <laughs> Pajemski quite a bit. But look, the longer this goes on, the more surprising it is that the Warriors even got to the second round of the playoffs last year because this team has known almost nothing but turmoil since the moment Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in a practice and the video got out. And to Perk's point, I'm just watching Aaron Gordon. I don't know if it was daddy ball or big brother ball or older cousin <laughs> ball, but he was doing something hurtful to the Warriors, play after play after play in the fourth quarter. And you know me, Malika, Tim Legler and I want the t-shirts made. Yes. We're Jonathan Kaminga fans. I'm sitting there saying to myself, where is Jonathan Kaminga? And at some point, the turmoil just becomes too much. The roster turmoil, the ins and outs, the suspensions, the guys going in and out of the rotation and being frustrated about it. It just kind of overtakes your team. 
And here's where we are with the Warriors. James Wiseman, gone. Jonathan Kaminga, benched. Moses Moody, out of the rotation. The two timelines thing just has not materialized at all, and their current season is on the brink of getting a little bit out of their control and them falling too far behind. This is a very volatile situation right now, and I don't know how they're going to dig their way out of it. And by the way, we haven't even talked about, they've got a guy coming back who's been a starter there for almost 10 years. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about that guy coming back because Woji reported yesterday that Draymond Green reinforcements could be on the way as he is nearing his return. What more can you tell us there? Yeah, he's been away from the Warriors since the suspension. He'll have missed his 12th game tonight since the suspension started mid-December. But I'm told he's expected to return to the team's facility here in the coming days imminently. And then he'll start his ramp up to get back in game shape. Uh, And then ultimately, he's got to get a final okay from Adam Silver uh, to be restored into the league and play again. But it is not far off. And, you know, if you're the Warriors, you're hoping, and Steph Curry said it, we don't have an identity right now, that Draymond Green helps you get that back and that he brings order to this team, not more chaos, because it was chaotic. The suspensions um, going back to last year, what's happened this year. And so that is some hope for the Warriors. But again, it's got to be a Draymond Green who comes back and starts to help put uh, this group and this season back together. Right, because I I think that Zach laid it out kind of perfectly. It does feel like there is something that is hanging in the balance for Golden State right now. And then when Draymond Green comes back, where does that leave Golden State? Well, they need his defense because this team, they weren't a great defensive team when he got suspended. They've been, a, frankly, a poor defensive team in this last 11 games. They've ranked 24th in the league in defense these last 11 games. They need his difference-making at the defensive end. I think what's frustrating for Steve Kerr is he actually thought, like, they got some traction. You know, they started using Pajemski. They started using Trace Jackson Davis. Jonathan Kaminga was playing a bigger role. They got on that winning streak. They've even, like, gotten Clay Thompson a little bit out of his slump. He's still not home, but he's playing a little bit better. And this losing streak right here has lost all of that momentum and has really now got them in a position where they're a, a team on a losing run when Draymond's coming back instead of what they were hoping for. Why are you, why are you shaking your head and sighing, Burke? Because we, we as in the world, want this team to be back to that championship caliber team so bad. And it don't matter if Draymond is coming back. It don't matter if they decide to bring Bob Myers back. Jesus Christ cannot save what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. Don't kick dirt on a dynasty Uh, too soon. I will. I will. I I didn't already put. I didn't already. I didn't already put flowers on it because it's too. It's too much going on right internally when you have. Guys like Jonathan Kaminga that are speaking out publicly, reports speaking out publicly, who, by the way, that's lack of professionalism on his part because he hasn't done a damn thing to be speaking out on anything, right? Handle those behind closed doors. But when you have guys like, you know, Clay Thompson is dealing with he, what he's dealing with with the front office, Draymond Green. Now, you expect that Draymond Green to come back and be somewhat of a savior? No, that's not going to happen. This team, this dynasty has ran its course, and we just have to face the facts. Maybe, They're right here in front of us. Maybe, but it's a long season, oh. and these guys got a pedigree. I would rather be late than early in a situation like this. Clay, Clay Thompson is playing much better, and people were writing Clay Thompson off early this season. He's playing much better. As Brian said, when Draymond Green played, 
He's played really well. And Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. This is a team, listen, there's chaos sometimes very out in public with organizations. Sometimes it's very private. Generally, it's everywhere in the NBA. Sometimes you're hearing about it. Sometimes you're not. These things can turn. This is still a group that has a chance to make uh, to get it right. Now, are they as good as the very best in the West? I don't think they are. But the idea that this is going to just dissolve into um, a team that falls out of the playoffs, I'm not buying that. Malika, Especially with you, the play-in tournament, uh, the invention of that's four teams. Uh, this, yeah. You got Golden State doing something this year? Yes or no? Just it's a simple yes or no. What is doing? Is it, no, no, is I'm it saying I'm saying or nothing. That's, is that, is that but, the only? But that's what anymore? that's the only thing that you think about when you think about the Golden State Warriors when it comes down to Clay, Steph, and Draymond Green. A simple yes or no. Do you have them doing? If it? the if the definition of doing things is championship, then right now, no, that that uh, would not. What be. about you, Wendy? Yes or no? Just yes or no? No, I don't think. Okay, well, yes or no? But I think yes, just yes or no? Yes the, or no? There's oh. it's not the only oh. judgment Zach? of whether. A team, a season, <laughs> has success. It's not Fair a disaster. That, yes or no? Uh, no, I'm just going to say no, yeah. Perk. Thank and you. by the way, I think they would. I've said before, I think they would have lost in the first round last year if De'Aaron Fox didn't break his finger <clears throat> in the middle of the series. And that's no shame. The Kings are good. Look, this team won the title two years ago. Just two years ago. And with every passing day, that becomes more and more of a magical and remarkable achievement yeah. because... The minute that series ended, they just haven't been able to recapture for more than 5, 10, 15 games what got them there. And a couple of things have happened. They've gotten older, and they've obviously experienced a lot of internal turmoil, starting with the Draymond-Jordan Poole thing. And the West has gotten better all around them, starring the team that beat them last night that was riddled with injuries for two straight playoff runs, one of which ended in a Warriors title. That's a great championship. It was a magical moment. Mm -hmm. It was a crowning achievement for Steph Curry. And since that game ended, that game six in Boston, this team just hasn't been the same. That's just a fact. Yeah, absolutely. And and they had a different Andrew Wiggins two years ago than we've seen. Yes. And Andrew Wiggins, and we were talking about whether or not he would get any votes for finals MVP. Sell your stocks. I'll buy it. <laughs> there you so go. Cheap, All right, we we had to oh, we need my. to go to break like that boat behind Zach Lowe is just tugging along there. So still to come on NBA today, they're both international stars who can do mind-blowing things on the basketball court. But hear why Giannis, he'll tell you what he thinks of Victor Wembanyama. Hint, I mean he thinks he's gonna be awesome. Plus, the Knicks, they're rolling thanks in large part to Julius Randle's impressive play. He's going to tell us which NBA legend inspired him most when he joins the show in a matter of minutes. And every Batman needs a Robin, right? Park, that's how it works. Yeah. So you made a big list of dynamic duos in the NBA. I guarantee everyone at home, you're going to be surprised. You're watching NBA. And today. guess what, Malika? Every Robin need a bad man. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The first ever matchup between Wemby and Giannis. I mean, it was arguably the best game of the entire season. And this, it may very well belong in the Louvre. All right, Tommy, let's get to the highlight here. Giannis Attentacumpo and the Bucks visiting Victor and the San Antonio Spurs. This is the second quarter. The Spurs down six. Victor Wembanyama. I mean... This is what we're talking about when scouts say that Victor does something on the floor every single night that you've just the never seen before. His sports history, somebody said. This is just absurd. But then Victor. This is what again, got me. <laughs> this is sure what got me. Did. Around the world and uh, then dunk uh, on the I'm going to finesse Dame Dollar and then I'm going to dunk on one of the best shot blockers in the game. This turned into one heck of a game. Damian Lillard, though, drops it off to Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he's saying, hey, hold on there, young fella. Let me get my leg back. (laughs) Let me just remind you of what I can do. Going ahead to the fourth quarter here, three-point game. Giannis, he makes the three. Bucks fans everywhere rejoicing. And he made one, so Dame kicks it back out to him. He said, you know what? I'm going to test my luck again, Perk. Splash. Mm, Confidence. You can tell he's been in the lab. You got to work on it in the regular season so that it can work this in the postseason. This got me. This was after a block, and he goes down and hits that three to tie the game with a minute left. The look in his eyes, he said, oh, yeah, I know that we are arriving early here. But Giannis, once again, saying not so fast, slams it down to give the Bucks a slight edge again. The bench loving it. The Nassus, Jay Crowder, and then Giannis going to work up three. Oh, give point. me that. Victor had five fouls and still meets Giannis Attentacumpo, the two-time Come MVP on. at the rim. Nobody, in the, nobody else in the league is blocking Giannis dunk like that. I will say, right pass, but the shot just didn't quite fall. Milwaukee Bucks get the win, 125-121. But let's say Giannis, he was impressed. Um, he's going to be a extremely good player. Gotta, gotta stay healthy. Uh, he plays the right way, he plays to win. Um, I don't know, uh, I've never seen anything like him, 7'4, seven, 7'5. Seven, I don't know how tall he is. He's not 7'3, he's way taller than 7'3. Uh, so whoever say he's 7'3, that's a lie. <laughs> I love that. Both Giannis and Wemby, they put up insane numbers in their first matchup Thursday. Giannis, he went for 44 and 14. Wemby went for 27, 9, and 5 blocks. But look at the minutes. Wemby played 14 fewer minutes and averaged nearly as many points and rebounds per minute as a Tentacumpo did. So, Brian, what was your first impression of last night? This was an epic. I don't. I could go the rest of the show on this game. This game Clear should the be the advertisement for the NBA <laughs> of why you want to watch the NBA. The second night of a back-to-back in January, Giannis puts up that performance. Victor wants all the smoke. He's upset that he was eighth in the All-Star voting, so he's going to come out there and play a good game. Goes back and forth, wants it all, wants to be great, wants this matchup. And then after the game, one of the things that made an impression on people in the Spurs organization, Trey Jones misses a shot at the end of the game. The first guy to him is Victor Wembanyama to yep. console him. He is, he is 20 years old yesterday. 
Now you tell me, and by the way, he's 7'5". I don't know why he's saying he's 7'3". In France last year, he told me he was 7'5". I don't know, but I got now Giannis on my side on that one. <laughs> you watch this game. You watch what Victor wants. The reason Giannis is blown away by this is because Giannis remembers what he was when he was 20. Mm. Giannis remembers what he was when he came to the United States as a 20-year-old for the first time and where he was. Now look at where Giannis is. Giannis is thinking about where Victor is going to be in seven or eight years, and that's what this is about. This isn't about what's, what's happening now, which was awesome. This is about also where this guy is going. And by the way, Chet Holmgren is a stud too, and Joel Embiid is going to play tonight on ESPN, and we're going to see that guy put on a show. We've never seen big men this talented and this great in the NBA, and it's great every single night. And here we're going to go again tonight, watch y- y- Joel tonight. <laughs> Brian, you, you brought up a good point of the context of what Giannis Antetokounmpo was like when he came in the NBA, and I remember spending a couple days with him in Milwaukee, his rookie year, in the little apartment he had, and he was lonely. His family was still in Greece. He was about 170 pounds. He was just starting to get in the lineup, averaging five, six points a game. That was how he entered the NBA. This is a player who went toe-to-toe with him last night uh, at 20 years old, who against a two-time MVP. How many MVPs is Victor Wimbanyama going to win? And how soon is he going to start? Right, exactly. The question, though, for Victor, and I'm glad that you pointed out consoling Trey Jones, because no one wants to win more than Victor Wimbanyama does, right? All of us sitting up there, Noah, Woj, Brian, we've all talked to him about that very thing. But despite sort of the flashes of stellar play that we've seen from Victor, it, it just hasn't translated to wins quite yet. And that's okay, but take a look at this. The San Antonio Spurs, their win percentage, it dropped to point one four seven last night on pace to be the worst by a team that picked the number one overall pick in the draft prior. So obviously there's some restrictions on playing Victor this early in his career, Woj, but what is the Spurs' thought process on how they're trying to use him? You know, he had that ankle injury. They're just trying to be cautious with him. They have a history of that. His minute, He's down about five, six minutes a game uh, over this stretch. I'm told that will probably start to change and he'll start to tick back up to where he was, but they want to understand his body and they want to understand uh, how he's reacting to the long season, to the minutes. He's seven foot five and he moves on the court in a way that we've never seen a player that size move. And they're just going to make sure that they're in sync and that, you know, you're building up the stamina of an NBA season, but you are going to see his minutes go up again and per minute, He's doing things that we, we've not seen many players do. Right, and, and we, as fans, we want to see him play more, right? But the Spurs are doing right. Think about the Yao Ming situation. Yao Ming's career was cut short because of his workload at 7'6 when he was playing for the Rockets. Real quick, Giannis, just real quick, they probably got in from Indiana uh, the other night at about other morning at about 3 o'clock in the morning. For him to go and do that, people don't know the mindset, the treatment that you have to put in to your body to go out there and perform the way that he did on the back-to-back last night and put on that type of performance. I expected it from Giannis, but seeing Victor go toe-to-toe with him, that's what impressed me so very much. All right, coming up here on NBA Today, Julius Randle, he has the answer to the question that has bewildered the NBA for a while now. How do you stop Joel Embiid? He's going to tell us next. I'm listening.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Welcome back to NBA Today. Since trading for OG and Anobi, the Knicks, they're undefeated. But still, the calls are for, do the Knicks have enough? When are they going to make that big move? That doesn't bother Julius Randle, though. But don't take my word for it. We caught up yesterday, and he gave an honest assessment of his New York Knicks. Randall, he's been on fire over the last 20 games, averaging 28 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists per game in this time. Giannis and Embiid are the only other players to reach these thresholds in this time. As promised, here's our conversation. Joining us now is two-time All-Star with the New York Knicks, Julius Randall. Julius, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Appreciate you guys having me. We really appreciate it. You're one of the first four players this season to have 700 or more points, 250-plus rebounds, 150-plus assists. It's you, Giannis, Jokic, Joel Embiid. What does that say about your game right now? I mean, it's humbling to be, you know, mentioned in the same, you know, categories, those guys. I always just pride myself on just continuing to get better. You know, not really focusing on the results, but more so the process. Your son, Kaiden, he's a little bit obsessed with the Knicks and, and with checking your stats. Can you tell me what what, what <laughs> happened on Christmas Day with, with you and Kaiden? Yeah, he's always, uh, he's a numbers guy. I'm a math guy myself, but he's a numbers guy. And, it's Christmas Day. It's every game. He asks my wife, she's like, I can't with Kaiden because after every game, he's asking, what is dad averaging? What is dad averaging? What is, how many points is dad averaging? Like, did it go up? Like, he's always asking those type of questions. So it's funny. The discourse around this team, and I'm sure you're tired of it, is they don't have enough. They need another star to truly contend. What do you say to that being in this locker room every day? I mean, I've been here. This is my fifth year here. Yeah. I think, yeah, my fifth year. Uh, I've heard it all. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I've heard it all about myself. I've heard it all about this team. Um, and you know, I just know one thing. Every year we continue to get better. What we believe in our locker room, we genuinely feel like we have a chance to win versus anybody we play against. You're one of the rare players, now that I think about it, who has played for both glamour franchises. I put that in air quotes. The Lakers, the Knicks. What does it take? What is the DNA, the makeup of that player? I guess I'm asking the makeup of you that makes it so that you can do that. Yeah, I think it goes back to 
you know, when I first got to the Lakers and, and Kobe just telling me to just sacrifice everything and fall in love with the process, especially if I'm like hitting a rough patch when I, you know, really fall in love with the process, the grind. That's the times that I honestly look forward to because that's when you find out the most about yourself. You have a big game against the Philadelphia 76ers here on ESPN. Um, <clears throat> what does it take to slow someone like Joel Embiid? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, give him a bad meal before the game, some mm. food poison. I don't know. We're like, yeah, I don't know who we're going to have to cheat. But, you know, a guy like Joel, you can't slow him down. Yeah. You know, one person, you have to do it with your team. Can I ask, what does Tibbs do for fun? <laughs> I think, you know, his... His uh, version of fun is screaming at us. I mean, Tibbs is a, is a basketball junkie. He just loves to coach. You know, that's his passion. That's his life. That's what he loves to do. So, you know, anytime he can cuss us out and do all that type of stuff, yeah, I think that's what he lives for. Let's end here. The official New York Knicks X social media account, they asked, what should the duo of you and Brunson be called? Do you have any ideas for a nickname? <laughs> uh, no, we should take a poll. If I asked Jalen, there's no telling what type of answer I would get. But, yeah, we'll, we'll let the fans decide. For now, we'll just go with winners. Uh, Julius, thank yeah, you so very perfect. much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Brunson and Randall are combining to average over 50 points per game this season. That's on pace to be the third most points per game by a Knicks duo in franchise history and the most since Melo and Amari in 2010-2011. So, Perk, he said he doesn't have a nickname for himself and and for Jalen Brunson here. Can you help him out? Absolutely. Hello, world. <laughs> Happy New it's Year. Me. It's me. It's 2024. That means new things, and we're doing it big. My list, Big Perk list, we already know it's not Malika list, it's not Wendy list, it's not ESPN list, but I'm starting the year all right. Big Perks, big list, best duos in the NBA. Malika, I'm going to get you warmed up. I'm going to start it off. All right. At number five, you asked for a nickname, run it. Bam! Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Damn it, I'm going to call them the bully boys because that's how they play. Julius Randle attacking downhill, getting to the paint, want all physicality. I know Jalen Bronson don't look like the typical basketball player, but he gets it done. Size, strength, uh, mid-range, getting to the paint, getting to the free throw line. They are number five on Big Perk list. I know, Malika, you're ready because you know why? The boxes actually match your outfit. So, girl, give me the energy right now. Ready? Here we go. Bam! Here we go. Bam! Giannis and Dane. Giannis and Dame, we saw what Giannis did last night. 44 and 14 on the back-to-back. -back. I know the Bucks haven't been living up to standards, but that's okay because this duo right, duo right here has been dynamic, especially when they play the two-man game. And they need to do it more, but Damian Lillard has been exceptional. He's been doing his part since putting on the uh, jersey in Milwaukee. He's number four on my list. At number three, Wendy, I know you sitting over there in the seat, but I didn't forget about you. I need your energy yelling loud as you can. Give it to me. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. 
Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at number three. You know why they're at number three and not number two or number one? Because, yes, they do have the best record in the NBA. Yes, Jason Tatum is averaging around 28 points a game, but Jalen Brown numbers dropped a little bit from last season. Before as two-way players in the game, they're two of the best and they're getting it done, but they're using their team. They still have to be on this list. Coming in at number two, Will Woj, he left Malik. You got to pick up the slack. I got Give it. it to me right now. I like it. The Big Philly and Tyrese Maxey talking about killing it. The man is averaging 35. 35. He's lead, he's right now having a career high in assists at six assists a game, which he's making guys around him better. And you want to talk about an electrifying guard in the league, a guard that should be an all-star starter in the Eastern Conference, that would be Tyrese Maxey. James Harden left, no problem. And at number one, I would never disrespect the champion ever in my life. So run it. Bam! Team Wag Body, the big fella, Jokic and Murray. And I know Murray has been out, but damn it, they showed you what they was capable of doing last night. Still is the best duo in the game today. They have proved it on a high level. They came back in Golden State and got a good win. Jamal Murray came back like he forgot something. And Jokic is doing what Jokic do best, and that is being one of the best players in the game today. So again, this is not ESPN list. This is not a ABC list. This is not ESPN bet list. This is my list. Happy New Year. I know it's your list, but I wouldn't be doing my job, Perk, if I didn't at least check it twice. And by my count, no LeBron James and AD in Oh, no, 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 Devin Booker no, and no, Durant no, no, uh, no. What? No. Was, no Kawhi or Paul George no, in this? No, no. It's your list. It's my it list. It is not my list, but I need to bring Zach Lowe back into this conversation. There you go. <laughs> Zach. What's wrong? I can't even, I can't even, we're not going to keep going on Perk's list because I know it belongs to him, but we will keep going on this matchup tonight between the Knicks and the 76ers. So in the words of our friend Big Perk, who needs to stand on business tonight? <laughs> I'm interested to see how both teams defend Tyrese Maxey, who was number two duo, I think, Perk, yep. and Jalen Brunson, number five, because they're not going to defend each other much. So who has an answer to who? And what's the over-under on Joel Embiid free throws tonight? 15 and a half, 20 and a half, Todd Gibson, Todd Gibson, don't forget your basketball shoes at home. They may need you. And last thing, Perk, I know it's on my list. I know it's your list, but we got to be serious here for a second. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Bam! Get Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson off the list. One of those duos that Malika Andrews mentioned needs to be on that list over them. I'm sorry, Perk. It's Friday and I'm cranky. I got to say it. Durant, Booker, Kawhi, PG, LeBron, AD. Come on now. What do they call the bully boys? <laughs> Next time it's going to be big, big Zach's big list. Of, we're going to workshop, we're gonna workshop the name. Tip off your weekend with our next star-studded NBA Friday doubleheader. Julius Randle and the Knicks take on Joel Embiid and the Sixers. That's at 7.30 Eastern. Then LeBron, Anthony Davis, not on Perk's list. And the Lakers host John Morant and the Grizzlies. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Still to come, Nikola Jokic's game winner. It was just an incredible part of last night. But was it the best buzzer beater that my friends have ever seen? We're going to debate that next.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Throws it off over to Jokic. Two seconds. He's across the timeline from 45 feet. Got it! At the horn! Nikola Jokic buries the Golden State Warriors! And the Golden State Warriors can go ahead and take that out on the way out. That was an all-time buzzer beater last night by Nikola Jokic. But where does it rank in the list of the crazier, the craziest buzzer beaters in regular season history? So first up, it's Dr. J. This is 1986 from beyond mid-court. I've never seen that shot. Me that was my first time. But I mean, up there. look at him. Zips through, lets it go. <laughs> it was a set shot, Kirk. It was a set shot. And yeah. then 1992, Chris Jackson eventually changed his name to, of course, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. He just swishes it here. The swishes always get a little extra nod. Yeah, of course they do. And then Very brown. we're going to bring it to 2009, Devin Harris. He nearly loses control, but somehow still buries it from half court. Yeah. What? I got to see this replay again. I remember when this happened. But. I mean, I'm going to need to see a couple, couple replays for something like that. Last one for now. Jeremy Lamb. I mean, this is 2019. Oh. Do you think it's better to do that at home or away? Away, for sure. Away, <laughs> you just sure. silence the entire Walk crowd. Well, Nikola Jokic, you'd agree. Uh, speaking of, here's what Dwight Howard had to say about Jokic's shot. He said, Joker's not hitting that shot on Superman. Good shot, though. I mean, the Warriors, you know, we're not going to they had a chance to, but we'll leave that. The past is in the past. Speaking of quotes, it's Friday. So that means let's have some fun. It's Zach Lowe's favorite game. Who said that? We're going to take a look at some quotes that caught our attention and ask our esteemed contestant, who said that? Sound good? Sounds great. Just for a reminder, here are the current standings. Zach Lowe, this one is for you, just to make sure that we all understand. Zach was perfect. He was at the top of the list. He was. And now Kendrick Perkins coming for that crown. But Zach, we're going to give you the first shot today. What frustrated player said the following after a controversial review? Quote, Stevie Wonder can see that, champ. Somebody over there eating a ham sandwich is somebody who made that call. Layup. Was it Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, or Dylan Brooks? He was so bad last week we had to, you know, help him out a little bit. I don't even even (laughs) deserve credit for this one. It's LeBron. I feel ashamed that you're even asking me and embarrassed. And frankly, humiliated on television. LeBron James. Ding, ding, ding. Wonder can see that, champ. And they said it was out of their hands. 
the Secaucus, whatever, over there in the replay center, or whatever. Somebody over there eating a ham sandwich or somebody made the call. Zach Lowe back in the win column. Great use of champ, by the way, by LeBron. I love champ as a pejorative. Yeah, champ. Really is. Well, Zach, I mean, we wanted to give you a layup. Yeah, You've good been job, champ. From the three right. the last right. Talk your trash. Talk your trash. Right. Let's see if you get yours. You're up next, then. Let's go with this. What NBA coach said this about his Newton. defense? Even dating Newton. a pretty girl, it gets boring after a while if she can't guard anybody. Was it Jason Kidd? <laughs> was it Rick Carlisle? Or was it Tom Thibodeau? The, the fact that you got Tibbs and Rick Carlisle here is crazy to me. And I'm going with the man in the middle. Because the Pacers get buckets, but they can't <laughs> guard a soul. I'm going with Rick Carlisle. Is it Rick Carlisle? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well done, Kendrick Perkins. Being historically great on offense is, is fun, but it's, you know, even dating a pretty girl gets boring after a while. You know, if she can't guard anybody. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, he's telling no lies. He's challenging his team. Look, we know we could get buckets, but at some point we're going to have to put these feet into the ground and stand on business and slide these puppies and defend if we're trying to win in a consistent level. Well, we're two for two so far. Brian, are you ready? I got one. I hope I'm going to get. Let's see. All right, Brian Windhorst, you're a first-time contestant, so that means you can jump all the way to the top of the leaderboard <laughs> no. with one correct answer. You've got to have minimum. What player <laughs> reflected on their team's early season win total by saying, quote, I know that record is not who I am as a person or a basketball player. I don't see myself as a bottom-of-the-league player. Was it Cade Cunningham? Was it Jordan Poole? Or was it Victor Wenbanyama? Man, I was hoping for that Giannis freaky quote. <laughs> I, we thought about it. We were like, oh, it's too easy, but, uh, you know. I, uh, I was, you know, Cade Cunningham. It's been a tough run. Ah, uh, was it Cade Cunningham? Ding, ding, ding. That's that's a 1,000. I try to fight off every day is not giving in to the record. I know that that record is not who I am as a person or as a basketball player. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't see myself as a bottom-of-the-league basketball player at all. Shout-out to the Woj Pod for that. The episode out today. You can catch that full interview. Want to know? 1,000. That's what that record is. Want to know? 1,000. Well champ. Let's, let's look at the top of the standings just to make sure. Yeah, Brian, we'll just put your name Put your name right up what does there. Does it say one and one? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, one, well, one and one. Yeah. I don't know where the other There's one came from. There's about to be an investigation launch perk. Well, we, we know how that those go. All right, coming up next here on NBA Today, we're going to take a look at how the Lakers, they can turn things around before it's too late. NBA Today will be back after this. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, everything you need to know about how Week 18 will shape the NFL playoff field. Plus, the latest on Tyreek Hill's status for Sunday's winner-take-all showdown for the AFC East. And live reports as Michigan and Washington arrive for the CFP Championship. SportsCenter continues next. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. So they celebrate, and what a way to go into the new year for the Pals as they beat the Lakers by 20. It's the emotional fatigue, it's the physical fatigue, it's the, the grind of the season fatigue. And then, uh, when you're not winning, obviously, that's the frustration fatigue. It's been a tough, tough stretch. We have to control what we can control. We'll figure out, you know, what we can do to be more successful. It's going to take a little time. Where do you think the struggles are coming from the most? No, honestly, I'm not even sure. we got to find, find a way to get back in the win column and go from there. It's time now for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The Los Angeles Lakers, they've lost eight of their last ten games, and they're looking to get back on track tonight as they host John Morant and the Grizzlies on ESPN. A win tonight would get the Lakers back to 500. Wow, the year, uh, that would only amplify the questions, right, surrounding Los Angeles if they lose. So, Zach Lowe, who you got? I'm going Lakers. Every time it seems like it's doom and gloom and, oh, my God, we can't recover from the IST, even though that was a month ago, they seem to pull out a win and right the ship at least temporarily. So I'm going Lakers. Memphis has actually been kind of eh since Ja came back. They're getting off to a lot of bad starts. They need miracle comebacks. Lakers. Lakers better win this game for about 10 different reasons. So I'll go with Lakers. I'm going with the Lakers, too. I think they're going to impose their will in in the paint. AD has been unstoppable, and I think we're going to see the best version of LeBron. Okay, so three for the yeah. Lakers. ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities, download the ESPN Bet app and sign up today. So everyone here believing in the Lakers, but Brian, when you look at this home stretch over the next month, and we've talked about it as a make-or-break one, what, what actually do they need to do here? Is there a record they need to hit? What are you looking at? First off, they need to get some momentum. I know that sounds pretty basic, but they need to get some momentum, particularly defensively. When this team was at its best last year and when it won the in-season tournament, it did it on the defensive end, and that's what Darvin Ham has been trying to find. And it's been frustrating, I think, as he's put out sort of lineups that have been more defensive-based than shooting-based. He knows when they're at their best that they are a great defensive team. They've just been okay defensively. With the way LeBron and AD have been playing, if this team defends at the level it can, it can get back to where it needs to be. But that's where they can – they're not all of a sudden going to become a better shooting team overnight. They may have a good shooting game or two. got to get their defense back. There's a lot of games in there where they should be able to be good on the defensive end of the court. There are, but there are also some games in there that you can easily see them dropping, Zach. Do you agree? I actually haven't had a chance to talk to you about this. Do you think their season is sort of hanging in the balance and this kind of turn it one way or another? I mean, probably not because they'll probably win about half of these games and be where they are today when this is over. But you're right. There's not a lot of picnics 
on that upcoming schedule. And I think what they need to do is just commit to a starting five. And I think it should be the starting five with Austin Reeves in it because defensively, Brian nailed it. They've been okay. They've got to be good to great. And I think they'll get there the way AD is playing. This team's problem is that it cannot score. And at some point, they're just going to have to put their best offensive players on the floor and hope that they can find some two-way balance. So if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm finally putting Austin Reeves in the starting five. He did it last game. I'm keeping him there, and I'm going to see what that feels mm-hmm. like if I can find a, like an average offense at least if I put all those pieces together. Is the criticism that Darvin Ham is facing fair? Um, that's what happens when, you, when you're the coach of the Lakers and you underachieve. So, I mean, when he took the job, he knew that was going to come with it. But I think his track record in that job, he's done pretty well. I mean, it is fair. I mean, we're talking about well, you, one You're of giving the, some of it. Yeah, I, I am because we're talking about, like, one of the most historical franchises, right? They're built on winning championships. They built, they're built on winning games. Like, the culture has been there for since the beginning of time. But when I think about the Lakers, when I think about the Lakers, like, they got to have those guys that are, are, they got to find those two players, whether it's Jared Vanderbilt or whether it's going to be, you know, Austin Reeves, and that's asking them much, but they got to go down and get it, like, in the mud a little bit. We need to see some diving on the floor for loose balls. Somebody with a high motor that's going to set the tone like Alex Caruso did for them. Like, somebody got to do the little thing. Important tonight, let's watch LeBron's disposition. Mm. He's He was sick and tired and maybe sick and tired the last few games. Didn't talk to me the other night. I want to see his mindset in this game tonight. It'll tell me a lot about where they are. Well, you, you were mentioning the lineup that they went with it for much of their journey to the Western Conference Finals last year, Zach. They've only played that lineup for, what, you said three, three minutes, minutes yeah. this entire season? How much of an issue is that in your eyes? I mean, I've been surprised by it, and, and they're going to just need more from all the guys who helped them last year. Ryukachi Murray's got to get healthy and help them, but – you know, well, I expect LeBron to come out to yeah. win tonight, to I Brian's point. Well, and the deadline that obviously we've talked about over and over, the Lakers can say, well, no, we're not going to do anything right now until January 15th because they can't. This is the.